Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. We will celebrate them. And I'll just quickly pray as they take a seat. Father God, I thank you that you are good. I thank you, God, that you are the definition of goodness. You are the definition of love. You are the definition of everything that is good in this world. God, I thank you, Father, that we serve a good God. Just remind our hearts this morning, Holy Spirit, that we serve a good God. You are good. You are not condemning. You are not making us struggle. You are not pushing us down. You are a good God. And this morning, Holy Spirit, I pray that in our atmosphere as a church family, there will be such revelation and there will be such acknowledgement of your goodness, God, that in every season, in every situation, whether we're in the valley or we're on the mountaintop, whether we're seeing victories or we're struggling, God, that in every season, you are good. And there is always something to thank you for. There is always something to acknowledge your goodness in, God. And I pray this morning, Holy Spirit, that we will celebrate. But we will celebrate you, not just feelings, not just emotions, but you. And God, you are so worthy. You are so, so worthy. Fix our perspective, fix our gaze, lift our heads this morning. For those people that are feeling discouraged, God, I ask that you come and you comfort. I ask that you come and you bring encouragement, God, and I ask that you gently and kindly lift their head, lift their gaze, lift their perspective onto your goodness and the amazing Father God that you are. We worship you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. I just want to welcome all of our podcast listeners. You are part of our family and we love, value and appreciate you no matter where you are in the world, which I'm going to talk about in a coming up because it's very exciting. Um, so we are doing our code. I actually have my party hat here. Can I put it on? I feel like it's going <laughs> to, you know, with party hats, I would always like cuts off the circulation. <laughs> Does anyone ever feel comfortable in a party hat ever? I feel like they're made for like Tiny, tiny children's heads because it never fits properly around people like adults. And I feel like it's always like you've got a really good double chin happening. So I'm just going to look really attractive as I preach. I might take it off because it's already like (laughs) choking me. Um, Okay, we are going to read our code together as a church. So let's get it up on the screen. Awesome. This is code 12. Let's say it all together as a church. One, two, three. We will celebrate. We will celebrate joyfully. Loudly. News is good news, and we will celebrate all victory. So good. I don't know. Oh, quick, put them in there, Jade. We'll go again. No, just joking. Um, Okay, so good, so good. Sorry if that scared anybody. I probably should have done a warning. People look very terrified. I don't have another one. Don't worry, church, that was it. That's pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with that. I asked Libby if we had little party poppers and she said, we only have this, only. That's heaps, That's heaps better than a little party popper. Pew. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, so we will celebrate as a church. Amen, amen. So as a family, um, as my family, we have always known how to celebrate. We've always celebrated birthdays, Christmases, Mother's Day, Father's Day, graduations, um, really specially and really significantly. My parents are incredible and they've always made a note to stop and to celebrate. Whether Whatever it is, even if, you know, whether it's going out for dinner or whether, you know, whatever, we always make a note how to celebrate. And our family, we do, we have traditions around everything around Mother's Day and Father's Day where we go out for lunch. We have traditions around Easter Friday and Christmas, but we're good at stopping and we're good at celebrating. And so as a church family, I think that we should be just as much or even more, um, I guess, convicted and more 
driven to celebrate, to celebrate as a church family. So what I really want to do is we're actually just going to watch a quick video um, because when we first launched our name as Celebration Church, which was last August, um, which is coming up to like our first year birthday, which is super exciting in a couple of months, um, but we did this little promo and I think sometimes, yes, we're going through the code, but as a church, I mean, we are called Celebration Church, yeah? So this is who we are. This is what we do. So I just want us to quickly look to the screens and we're going to watch this video um, just to remind us of who we are as a church. Sound good? All right. Thanks, media. Thanks, production team. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So good. So good. So what that video said, and it's who we are as a church, it's on um, our, our what's it called? Not, I was going to say our logos, but on our signs and things like that. So our mission is to celebrate God to celebrate people, and to celebrate life, locally, nationally, and globally. That's what we believe as a church. So if you didn't catch that, God is like, so celebrating God, who He is, what He's done, and what He's yet to do. Celebrating people, their uniqueness, their achievements, and their potential. And celebrating life, which is big victories, small victories, innovations, ideas, creativity, and life itself. And look, church, I'm not going to be um, ignorant in the fact that I know that everyone goes through seasons that are really low. We go through seasons that we don't really feel like celebrating. We might be going through, even in this room, you might be going through hardships. You might be going through challenges. In this sermon, I don't want you to disregard and I don't want you to hear my heart that I'm disregarding what you're going through. Not at all. I know and I recognize that all of us are on a different journey and we're going through different things in our weeks with our family, with our workplaces and things like that. But this morning, what I want us to focus on is there is always something to celebrate in God. Even if your situation might not be what you what you want, even if you're still praying for breakthrough, even if you're still praying for salvation with that family member, there's always something in our world that we can be thankful for, that we can stop and we can celebrate. And I'm just going to go through a couple of things because it doesn't matter. And we said it in that video, in the highs, in the lows, in the victories and the valleys. It doesn't matter this morning. Everyone was at their, is at their own place. And I don't want you to hear my heart and go, oh, well, Charlotte just talked about being happy all the time and that's not really realistic. I know, trust me, I get it. But at the same time, there is always something that we can find, even if it's the smallest thing, to be so thankful for and to celebrate. So the first thing is what we celebrate, we prophesy. What we celebrate, we prophesy. I hope my little party hat isn't being too distracting. (laughs) For those listening on podcast, I have a party hat on. Um, It's red and it's cutting off the circulation under my chin, which that's fine. Um, So... (laughs) When we prophesy, so when we share a testimony of what God has done, it then prophesies into others what God can do for them and it stirs faith. So every time that you celebrate something, every time that you say, this is what God has done, this is what I prayed for and I saw breakthrough, do you know what that does? It it actually... and. But I said it before, you attract what you celebrate. And so I also believe that when you celebrate something, you're prophesying into people that are hearing it what God can do for them and what God is capable of doing. When you hear somebody share a testimony of financial provision and you're in a place where you need financial provision, it stirs that faith and that expectation that says, do you know what? God is able. I've seen him do it in that person's life. He can do it in mine. Your story may be the key to unlocking someone else's prison. Your story may be the key to unlocking someone's prison. So when you're sharing a story of celebration that's something that's gone on in your life, never feel bad and never hold back what you feel like God has done. I think sometimes we have this false humility of, oh, well, you know, I know that person's really struggling and I can't share because I don't want it to seem like, you know, look what God's doing in my life and how fantastic is this? But I want to encourage us, church, and challenge us that if there's ever anything that you can celebrate, share it. Share it with everybody. Share it with anybody who's listening because you don't know what's going on in that person's life, that your story and what God's done in your heart might actually be the thing that unlocks something in them and sees them find breakthrough. Revelation 19.10 says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It is. So the testimony of Jesus in your life, it is the spirit of prophecy. And Bill Johnson, this is a quote from him. It says, a testimony prophesies what is possible again. I love that. It declares another miracle is now available. 
It illustrates to all who listen the nature of God and his covenant with mankind. How much more, church, do we need to celebrate the things that God is doing in our life? How much more do we need to vocally, and you can celebrate things in your heart, but vocally make a declaration and to prophesy into someone's life has so much power that that's what it does. It prophesies that what's possible again, and it prophesies that a miracle is available. It illustrates to all who listen the nature of God and his covenant with mankind. I love that. Sometimes we all need reminding of what what God is more than capable of doing. When we celebrate something, it reminds us and prophesies to others what God can do. So like I said, never hold back celebrating your story or what God's done. It's not a false humility, but understand the power of your testimony. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if you go through something hard and you find breakthrough, if you go through, you know, something and you need financial provision and you actually step out and you declare that into someone's life, never feel bad about that. Never feel like, don't get this false sense of humility of, oh, I have to keep it to myself. And, you know, no, be so proud and so excited about what God has done because then that causes breakthrough. You know, celebration causes breakthrough. When you celebrate something, it actually causes breakthrough around you and it causes breakthrough in other people's life. I want to just share this testimony. I'm sure they won't mind me sharing it. So Benara and I, when we bought our house, it was not the most ideal situation. I had just finished two years of studying my master's. I didn't really have a full-time job. We went through such incredible financial provision during that season, such incredible breakthrough in that season when the world looked at our situation and said, you know, you guys are never going to be able to get a house. Um, we got one in Jesus' name. And it was such a miracle house. You know, but Benara and I can say, oh, do you know what? We feel really bad because, you know, we know lots of other people are struggling to get houses. So we won't tell anybody about it. We'll just, we'll be thankful in our heart. We could have done that. We could have kept that testimony to ourselves, but we didn't. We thought, do you know what? This is not our testimony to conceal. It's our testimony to share. We shared it. We spoke it out. And then just recently, Nat and Kez have bought a house which is so exciting, which is so exciting. And no doubt, I'm not saying, oh, well, our testimony was the reason they got their house. I'm not saying that, church, but no doubt it stirred faith in them. No doubt it stirred faith to say, do you know what? If God can do that in them, he can do it for us. Do you know what? When the season's right, when the timing's right, he can step out and he can make a way for us. But if we never shared that, if we, you know, were you know, had that false humility of, no, no, we'll just, we'll be humble and we'll just be quiet about it, then maybe there would have never been that breakthrough. But when you share your testimony, when you celebrate something, it prophesies into other people's life and it starts to stir faith. It starts to stir the possibilities. You know, even when you hear testimonies, like I listen to um, Bethel podcasts through the week and when Bill Johnson's preaching, he's saying, oh, and I was preaching and, you know, I, I just felt like there was someone in the, in the crowd who needed to be healed of whatever it was. And so as I stopped and I said, is there somebody here? They stood up, we prayed for them, they got healed. And then he moves on with his story, but I listened to that and it stirs faith because I think, God, what can you do in the midst of our church? What can you do in the midst of when someone's preaching and they hear a word from you? It stirs that faith. He says a testimony, he celebrates it, but it actually prophesies into my heart and stirs faith of what God can do. So what we celebrate, we prophesy. We will celebrate joyfully, loudly, and constantly because good news is good news. We will celebrate all victories because we believe that when we celebrate, we're prophesying into other people's life what God can do in Jesus' name. Next point, what we celebrate, we honour. What we celebrate, we honour. And this goes two ways. We honour the person who we're celebrating and we also honour God. So we celebrate the God in people. Do you know what? It doesn't matter if you know the person or not, but it's about honouring them and it's about honouring the God in them. So even with our baptisms coming up next Sunday, which is going to be so great, that Sunday is going to be so powerful because we're celebrating Easter first and foremost, Jesus, 100%, that's our focus. Jesus rising from the dead, Him, you know, displaying all victories and healing us and salvation and all of that, that is our first and foremost celebration on Easter Sunday. Then we get to celebrate the beautiful people in our church family who have made a commitment to follow Jesus, which is so powerful to join it up on that Sunday. And you know what, church? It doesn't matter if you know the person or not. 
what you celebrate, you honour. When you come here on Easter Sunday, we celebrate our beautiful King Jesus, but then we celebrate those people that are giving their life to, or have given their life to God and are now made new. Come along, be a part of that. Be excited, be people that celebrate the God in people. It doesn't matter if you know them or not. What matters is that you see something that has been an incredible story and testimony of what God's done and you can celebrate that. So we celebrate the God in people and we celebrate God himself and we honour him. So Psalm 50 verse 23 says, He who who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honours me and to him who orders his way aright, I shall show the salvation of God. Just that first section, church. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honours me. That can just be translated as well, thanksgiving celebration. When you're celebrating, you're being thankful for something. So even in that verse, he who offers a sacrifice of celebration to me honours me. Do you know that when we celebrate something, when we stop and we take time, and like what we said in the highs, in the lows, in the valleys, in the victories, but we find a moment to just stop and say, God, you know what? I celebrate this. I celebrate this moment. I celebrate what you've done. That honours him. That shows honour towards God and it shows honour towards the person that we're celebrating, which we believe we're called to be a church that honours, amen. But it honours him. It honours God. So even if you don't feel like it, even if you feel like you're in the worst season in your life, God is so worthy of your honour. He is so worthy of your praise. And there is always something that we can find to honour and be thankful for and celebrate because then it puts the perspective back on Him. God is worthy of our praise and our honour to recognise His incredible nature. And then Psalm 150 verse 1 and 6 says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty expanse. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with harp and lyre. Praise Him with timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes! So good! I feel like I should have heaps of So good to be able to praise our incredible God. And sometimes, church, we do. We get so caught up in life. This is going to be my next point, but I'll get there. Like we get so caught up sometimes in what's going on around us and what we see and what we, what sometimes our discouragements and our disappointments that we forget the simple thing that God is good. Like God is good. He is a good, good, faithful God. He is almighty. He is all-powerful. He is so able to transform your situation. There is nothing that surprises him. There is nothing that scares him. There is nothing that takes him out and goes, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that was going to, like he's steadfast. He's strong. He's a fortress. He is constant. Our God, can we not forget our God, who he is and what he is capable of doing when we celebrate when we stop and we say, God, I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful for this moment. I want to take a moment to stop and be thankful and celebrate this. It honors him and it gives him the honor that he so rightfully deserves. So rightfully deserves. I love this. This is Psalm 100 and it's in the Amplified Version. Psalm 100 verse 1 to 5. I feel like my hair's getting all tangled up in my little party hat over here, church. Oh, my word. It's good. Oh, someone doesn't want me to wear it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> it bounced off. That's okay. All right. Psalm 100, verse 1 to 5, in the Amplified Version. We've got it on the screen. Oh, come on, church. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Come on. The church is awake on a Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. Um, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. No, perceive, recognize, and understand with, the, uh, with approval that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves, and we are his. 
even if you have nothing else to celebrate this morning, church, celebrate that point. You are His. I love that. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and a thank offering and into His courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to Him. Don't just be thankful. Say so. Say so to Him. Open your mouth and declare. Celebrate. Say so to Him. Bless and affectionately praise His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. Oh my gosh, they don't run out. They don't run dry. They don't stop when you're having a bad day. They are everlasting. Someone needs to be reminded of that this morning. No, God doesn't stop and count your sins at the end of every day. He doesn't stop when you go to sleep and go, okay, well, you read your word for this amount of times and you did this, but you did this and you did this. No, he doesn't do that. It says his loving kindness and his mercy are everlasting. They're everlasting, church. So good. His faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. Oh my goodness. When we celebrate, we honor. And when we celebrate who God is and what he's done, that's the God that we honor. We don't honour a stingy God. We don't honour a mean God. We don't honour a God that's condemning and shaking his finger at us. We honour a God whose mercies and loving kindness are everlasting, who is faithful, whose truth endures to all generations. That's the God that we honour. So how much more, church, do we need to stop and celebrate because of who he is and what he's done? You know, that's just his nature. He can't, he can't separate himself from that. That's actually who our God is. That's his personality. That's his character. That's his integrity. That's him as a person, as an incredible God being. That is who our God is. What he does is, again, on top of that, that's who he is. But what he does is he saves, he heals, he sets free. He, like, that's what he does. So when we stop and we need to, and I hope that this is challenging us, how much have you stopped and celebrated this week? How much have you stopped and said, you know what, God? I'm thankful for this. I'm, I'm going to honour you in this. I'm going to turn my focus and my attention to what might be distracting me and I'm going to fix my gaze on you and say, do you know what, God? You are worthy of this because this is who you are. What we celebrate, we honour church. So good. So we honour God, but we also honour the person that is sharing the testimony. If somebody comes up to you and they share something with you, when you celebrate with them, you know that honours them? That honours them and that honours the God in them and what God is doing in and through them. I love that. And do you know what? We have so many people. I was thinking about this when I was preparing and I was like, God, I would just love to celebrate, like just stand up here and maybe not necessarily preach, but just go through and celebrate people. And I was like, far out. We would be here like forever because in our church, there are so many incredible, incredible, incredible people that are so worthy of honour and so worthy of celebrating. I think about Paul and Michelle Green. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Incredible. We love you guys. So faithful, so faithful, so consistent, working tirelessly, like the hours that they put in, not just for their, for their work, but for the kingdom. Because you understand that what they're doing, all of the things that has been going on behind the scenes in their world, it's not just for politics. It's not just for, you know, an end goal. It's for kingdom. They're actually changing things. They're changing laws. And for us as a church to show them honour and to celebrate them when it's due. Think about beautiful Alwyn. Oh my goodness, beautiful Alwyn. So much love. So much love. She is so incredible. I caught up with her the other week. And my goodness, if, you, if you're new in our church, beautiful Alwyn, her incredible husband, Andrew, went to be with Jesus last year. And yet, she is somebody that if you sit with her and if you talk to her, all she does is speak Jesus. All she does is speak the goodness of God. And I said to Benora after I went and caught up with her, I got home and I said, you know what? I was so encouraged, but also a little bit convicted because of how much I complain, how much I wind, how much sometimes I don't speak Jesus. And then when you sit with someone who has gone through such tragedy, such heartache, and you talk to her, 
and the sweetness that comes out of her, the sweetness and the way that she honours her God in every season. I think, my gosh, Alwyn, we need to celebrate you and we need to honour you because you are incredible. So incredible. So incredible. I I know Benaya did it before, but I, I wrote it down as well. Our kids team. If you are on our kids team... Actually, if you serve on our kids' team, can you stand up for us in this place? If you serve on our let's applaud them. So beautiful. So beautiful. And as a church, like I know Benai said it again, but I want to reiterate, like these guys are training and guiding and loving the youngest, most precious minds that we have in our church to lead them in the way of Jesus and to love them week in and week out, to give beautiful illustrations and stories. And they think up programs, you know, that they have to organise. They organise morning tea. They organise games. They organise stories for the kids. They organise worship. They, it's a whole program that they put on every single Sunday. And it's so, I think, maybe it goes under the radar because it's at the back of the church and, you know, not all of us have kids, so we don't always go down there. But what they give out, and my beautiful sister, she just walked out because she had to go, actually, two kids. But She is a primary school teacher. Oh, my goodness. She gives her whole week to her kids, and yet she comes here on a Sunday. She doesn't get a break. Same with beautiful Miss Gallagher. Same thing. They're primary school teachers, and yet their love for the next generation. They come week in and week out, and they love your kids. They look after your kids, and they train the minds of the next generation. They are phenomenal. There's so many more people that I could go through. Even I was thinking about Troy Spencer the other week. (laughs) Troy is, he is, if you don't know Troy, he is so faithful. You know, he's still serving on our youth team, which he has been for 10, 12 years. 12 years. Troy is... Are you 31? 31? Troy is 31, and he volunteers every Friday night his time to love the hurting, broken, young people of our city. We have so many other youth team members that do that, but for Troy, for 12 years, he's still faithful. And I was here a couple of Friday nights ago, and his heart and his passion, it's not that he's getting old and crabby. He just as much loves it as what he did years ago. These are the people in our church that, you know, if we don't know, we should celebrate them. We should honour them. The God in Troy is phenomenal. He sits down and he deals with some of the most challenging gentlemen that we probably have in our youth ministry. And he loves them. And he loves them like Jesus. And he loves them so well. And the God in you, Troy, is so worth honouring and so worth celebrating. You're incredible. We really, really love you. So good. There's so many more people. Even now, like just looking out, I honestly, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have preached. Maybe I should have just gone through. (laughs) We just should have clapped everybody. Um, But our church family, honestly, you guys are phenomenal. You're doing a good job. You're serving. You're giving. And we want to celebrate you. Remember that you're seen. Remember that it's not just a week in, week out thing for us, especially for us as pastors and for the key leadership. We, we pray about you through the week. We notice when you're not here on a Sunday. We think about you. Sometimes we get waking up in the night because God puts you on our heart. Don't ever think that you go unnoticed. Don't ever think that what you do goes unseen. As a church family, we need to be good at celebrating each other, celebrating what God's doing, celebrating the God in everyone here and honouring that because as a church, we believe that what we celebrate, we honour in Jesus' name, which is so good. And I am sorry, church. I, I, I didn't mean to pick those people out. They were just in my eyesight and my view. But it doesn't mean if I haven't said you, you're not worthy and you're not worthy of honour because you 100% are. We love you guys. All right, the last one. What we celebrate helps give us perspective. What we celebrate helps give us perspective. You know, sometimes we just get caught up in life. 
with the problems, the busyness. But when we celebrate, it causes us to lift our gaze at who God is and what God's doing. It gives perspective and it gives a bigger picture. You know, sometimes, like what I said before, church, we go through life. We go through our weeks, we go through the bills, we go through the early mornings, we go through the filling up our cars with petrol, we go through, you know, grocery shopping. We just go through the motions. And sometimes you can lose perspective. Sometimes you can get a little bit of tunnel vision because all you see is what's going on in your day in front of you. But you know, when you stop and you celebrate, it actually causes you to lift your gaze and to see the bigger picture and to see what God's doing sometimes beyond what your little circle is. When you stop and you celebrate, It allows you to amplify the goodness of God. And in that, it gives you a bigger perspective and a bigger picture. John 10.10 says, the the thief, (laughs) the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. You know, church, that you weren't called to struggle You weren't called to just get by. You weren't called to just try and claw through the dirt. You know that our Jesus came, that we have abundant and full life. And when we stop and when we celebrate, we're giving our attention and our focus to that. We're bringing our perspective onto something bigger and something greater. You know that we're on the winning team. Don't ever forget that. You are on the winning team. If you are saved and you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning, You've won. Congratulations. <laughs> that like, it's it. Yes, it's so good. It gives you though, when you stop and you celebrate, it gives you that perspective. Yes, you might be struggling. Yes, you still might be going through hardships. Yes, you still might be facing challenges. But at the end of the day, you're on the winning team. Jesus has done it. He's won the victory. We will celebrate that in full next week. But he's, he paid it. He paid it all on the cross, dealt with all of sin, dealt with everything, tore the curtain so that we could have access to the throne room and the presence of God. It's done. Have perspective, church. Celebrate. Celebrate the bigness that you're a part of. I love this. This is another um, quote from Bill Johnson. The purpose of God's wondrous stories which is our celebration, our testimonies, is to draw you into the passionate pursuit of more of his presence. We share those testimonies and we stop and we celebrate so that we can get drawn more into the passionate pursuit of his presence and who he is. That gives you perspective when you sit with him and when you let him speak to you and minister to your heart, that gives you perspective. But when you actually stop and you celebrate and you hear these wondrous stories, these wondrous testimonies, these incredible things that our God is doing. Even if we stopped and we asked what God has done in your life, no doubt we would be here for hours and hours celebrating and hear the testimonies of what God has done in your life. But when we hear that, it's supposed to draw us more intimately and deeply into Him to give us that perspective of, God, you're bigger, you're greater, you've got me, you hold me, you know me, it's all good, you've got the victory, I'm on the winning team in Jesus' name. So celebration causes you to remember who God is, what He's done and what He's going to do and also that you're a part of something bigger and greater. When you stop and you celebrate and you hear that somebody who, you know, had cancer got healed, That reminds you, oh my gosh, God, I'm a part of something bigger. I'm a part of seeing revival in somebody's life that is bigger than just my drama and my concerns and my day in and day out. It's actually bigger because that person has seen healing and that's incredible. I love this, Matthew 5, 13. This is in the message version because I just love the way that he puts it. So good. Matthew 5, 13 says, let me tell you why you're here, Celebration Church. If you need a little bit of a reminder, let me give you some perspective. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be a light, 
bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, don't you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up to God, this generous Father in heaven. Church, you know that when we celebrate, when we tell of what God's done, it gives perspective, but it also, I love that you're here to be light, bring out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. So the moment that you celebrate, the moment that you stop and you, you share what God's doing in your life, you're allowing people to see the God colors in the world. You're allowing people to see perspective. You're bringing out the saltiness and the goodness and the light of God in all of those situations. That's what we're here for. We actually need to celebrate a little bit more because you know what? You're the representation of Jesus on our earth. So the way that you act, the way that you talk in your workplaces, do you celebrate people? Do you honor people? Do you encourage people? When you're in car park at Coles, like are you somebody that shows the world the light of God through celebrating and through, you know, encouraging people and through being that truth in life? I love that. And I love, like I said before, our podcast, just a testimony. We ask our part of something bigger. And just to share a testimony, you know, have we have people, our incredible production team, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you so much for all that you do because we have people all over the world listening and downloading our podcast. In you know Europe and America, we have people. I had one of my friends who lives in um, well, where does she live now? She was from Colorado. I think she's in. I don't know where she's now, but she's moved to another state. Anyway, she messaged me the other day and said, "I just downloaded your podcast." Like, be excited, church. That's something to celebrate, and that's something to give you a bit of perspective. We are not just celebration church in this room. What we're doing is global. It is reaching other corners of the world. And that should give you perspective of when you come here, when you serve, when you look after our kids, when you give, it goes beyond these walls. It goes to our youth. It goes to the kids down the back, but it goes across the world. We're expanding borders as a church. And I think that that's something that we should celebrate, but allow that to give you perspective. If you ever get a little bit crusty, if you ever get a little bit down and a little bit, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, like a bit, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. But if you ever feel like you're just going through the motions, celebrate, stop, celebrate, get perspective, come and talk to me, come and talk to somebody in the church, ask somebody, can you share with me a testimony because I'm feeling like I need a bit of perspective. See what God is doing in other people's lives and allow your eyes and your focus to be lifted to the bigger picture. We are seeing healings. We are seeing salvations. We are seeing breakthrough. We are seeing people that have been praying for family members for years and years and years, starting to come to church and find salvation. You are a part of something bigger, but we need to speak. We need to celebrate. We need to share our testimony so that then we can get this bigger perspective of what God's doing. Amen. It's so good. So, so good. I'm going to get the band, or actually just the keys or the guitarist or whoever's rostered to come up. That's fine. You can come up now. So we will celebrate joyfully, loudly, and constantly. Why? Because we believe that what we celebrate, we prophesy, that what we celebrate, we honor, and what we celebrate helps give us perspective. Just something just to note. We're going to do a practical application of this because I was. I was going to open up and ask for people to come up and share stories of celebration. But that might take ages. So what we're going to do in a second is the host team will hand around bits of paper and we're going to write down just three things on what you want to celebrate today. And then we're actually going to get up and we're going to share it with people around the room. So I want you to find somebody that you don't know. Maybe it might be a new person this morning. Our church family will come to you. Don't worry. Don't feel, feel scared. And I want us to actually celebrate and celebrate what God's doing and celebrate what God's doing in your life. Because remember, when you do that, you prophesy into people's life. You honour God and you honour what God's done in your life. 
and you also allow a bigger perspective. So we're going to do that in a moment. But before we do that, I just feel like I want to come around this point. You know, we declared that this year in our Vision Sunday, we said that 2019 was a year of godly confidence. It was a year of knowing who you are and what you bring. It was a year of roaring in Jesus' name. Don't forget that, church. Even as we go through the codes, even as we go into Easter, that is still a declaration of our church for the, for the whole year, that we believe that we are called to roar into 2019 with a godly confidence to know who you are and what you bring. And I really felt like this morning, just to remind some of you, that you know God wants to celebrate you. You know that your God celebrates who He's created you to be, your uniqueness, what you like, what your grace to do. Our God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, celebrates you. He sees you. He knows you. And in that, you can have that confidence. You can have that confidence to roar and that confidence to be somebody who knows who they are and what they bring when you know that your God is for you. He's not against you. Like what I said, He's not counting your sins at the end of the day. He's not, you know, writing things down and keeping them. And even if you say sorry, He doesn't bring them back to you. He doesn't. His loving kindness endures forever. He is faithful. He is consistent. And He wants you to flourish in you. That's why we say 2019, a year of godly confidence, knowing who you are and what you bring in Him. It can only be found in Him. And then that is something that's worth celebrating, church. We're all unique. We all have unique things that we're called to do. We're the family of God. Everyone is a different part. But know that in Him, He actually wants to celebrate you and who you are and what you're called to do and who you're called to be. Our God wants to do that. In Psalm 139, I'm not going to read all of it because it's long, but it's beautiful. If you want to go back in your quiet time this week and read it, it says He knows you, that He understands your thoughts, that we can't escape His presence, that we're wonderfully made and His thoughts about us are so precious, are so precious. Some of you this morning might be feeling like, I don't have a lot to celebrate. You can celebrate the fact that His thoughts about you are precious. You can celebrate the fact that He knows you, that He knows your thoughts, that He knows where you are. And even I feel like in this moment, just close, we'll just close our eyes and we'll actually just take a moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just take a moment. Just take a moment where you are. just to focus on those things, that He knows you, that He understands your thoughts, you can't escape from His presence, you're wonderfully made, and His thoughts about you are so, so very precious. The King of kings and the Lord of lords looks down on you this morning, church, and He celebrates you. He celebrates your victories, he celebrates maybe the things that you've accomplished this week. He celebrates the fact that you turned up this morning. He celebrates you. We talk about being a church that is called to celebrate. But you need to know, first and foremost, that you are celebrated by God. He's very aware, very aware of everything that's going on in your world. You know, someone here needs to know that God's proud of you. Your earthly father might not have ever said that to you. But your father God says, I'm proud of you. Son, daughter, you make me proud. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. They don't fade out. They don't give up. They don't fall over. His faithfulness and truth endures to all generations. You are His this morning, church. You are His. If you call yourself a Christian and you've given your life to Jesus, you're on the winning team. He's got you. 
with the chaos that might be going on, the confusion, the heartache, he's got you. You can celebrate that this morning loudly and so joyfully. Good news is good news. Thank you, Jesus. And before we move on, church, just stay in that moment. There's a beautiful sense of his presence. He's so good to us. He always turns up, hey. He always, when we make room for him, for him, he's always, he's so faithful with turning up because he wants to meet with you. His heart is to encounter you. Just while we're having a moment, just reflecting on how God celebrates you this morning. Just want to open it up to anybody who hasn't received Jesus, to anybody who might not have given their life over to God and asked for forgiveness of their sins. If that's you in the place, we want to welcome you into our family. We want to celebrate you this morning in making that decision. So if you feel like either you've never given your heart to God, you've never asked God for forgiveness for your sins, or you feel like maybe you've walked away from God and even taking this moment to think about how God celebrates you makes you realise how much more you need to come back to Him and get back into relationship with Him. So if that's you this morning, I'd just love you just to slip your hand up so I can see who I'm praying for, to see who I'm believing for and celebrating. Thank you. I can see your hand. Once you've put it up, you can put it down. Because we want to celebrate you this morning and welcoming you into our family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. All right, why don't we pray as a church family? Father God, I thank you that you know me, that you love me, and that you celebrate me. And this morning, I ask that you forgive me of my sin and you come into my heart to be my Lord and my Saviour. And I thank you that I will never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's celebrate, church. So good. So good. Awesome. Awesome. So good. So good. Our family grew this morning. That's something to celebrate in Jesus' name. So what we're going to do, we do have just a couple of minutes left. So I'll get the host to come out and just give you a pen and a paper. And what I want you to do is just write down three things that you want to celebrate this morning. We'll give you a bit of time to do that. So three things that you want to celebrate this morning. It can be something that God has done in your week. It can be a prayer that was answered, provision, salvation, healing, something that you want to celebrate this morning. On Sunday, the 14th of April, 11.23. Remember that we believe that we are called to be a church that celebrates joyfully, loudly and constantly. Good news is good news. We'll celebrate all victories in Jesus' name because we believe that when we celebrate, we prophesy. When we celebrate, we honour. And when we celebrate, we get big perspective. So take a couple of moments. Awesome. Might even be the fact of what we just did then, just reflecting that God celebrates you. Maybe that's something that you just want to celebrate this morning, that He knows you, that He's with you. He knows how many hairs are on your head. (laughs) Andrew says, Amen. The Lord knows, Andrew. The Lord knows. (laughs) 
awesome. 30 more seconds. Awesome. Good. Now what we're going to do, if you're still writing, that's fine. Just remember, the goal of this is not to make you feel uncomfortable. It's not to make you feel awkward. But as a church, we believe that we're called to celebrate. And so what we're going to do is we're actually going to, in a second, we're going to stand up. I want you to move across the room, maybe to somebody that you don't know. And I want you to share your celebrations with people, remembering that you're prophesying into people, that you're honouring and that you're causing a big perspective. Don't hold back this morning because your testimony might be exactly what that person needs to hear for breakthrough. So if you feel confident, you feel comfortable, why don't we all stand up and let's move across the room to share your celebrations and your testimonies. I want to celebrate you, you wonderful man. He honestly is. And I know, you know, you'll probably laugh and say, oh, you're his wife, Charlotte. But this guy, honestly, he carries you and he carries our church more than what you realize. And he is somebody that, yes, I would love to celebrate. But for you as a church, just to remember, like, I mean, yes, I'm the pastor as well, but he literally lives and breathes you guys. He cares deeply. I feel it. I feel it even when we're at home, when he's praying for people and he wakes up sometimes at night. That's not an exaggeration when he says that. So we want to celebrate you this morning and who you are. You're incredible. We love you. So much. So much. Awesome. Why don't we all stand, church, and I'll get... I'll get this wonderful man to pray for us as if we go out this morning into our weeks celebrating all that God is in Jesus' name. Sounds good? I'm very blessed. Um, and just really quickly, last week we spoke about uh, being a family and in particular I talked about helping us as pastors here. And I've had more people this week come and ask me what they can do to support us than I have in the past, you know, 12 months so thank you for those who have listened to that message. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate the support. We are better together. Um, and this morning was just such a powerful message. I'm always so blessed. Charlie and I are actually, um, we've been asked to go minister up in Malaysia in a few weeks. So we're going to be up there um, preaching, which would be good. Um, so we'll be taking Celebration Church, taking you guys and um, to Malaysia. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. All right, why don't you uh, take the hand of the person next to you or just hand on their shoulder or whatever. We're going to pray for you. Uh, we're going to bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. All right. All right, why don't we close our eyes. Father God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all that you're doing. And today we just celebrate you. And we celebrate your love and we celebrate your presence and your goodness. And right now I pray for our church family. I pray for your blessing. We pray for your protection this week. We pray for breakthrough. We pray for provision. We pray there'll be open doors. Lord, I pray as we come into Easter weekend, Lord, that we have opportunities to invite our friends and family to come and hear the gospel next weekend. And Lord, we thank you again for all that you're doing in our church and in our city. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.